please, God. This is God. What chemical two, four, five triaxinates called? We have such sights to show you. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Horror Crypt Podcast, episode number 95. And this week, I thought I'd continue on with the Jeepers Creepers theme. So we're going to be doing the 2017 Jeepers Creepers Part 3. Now, unfortunately for this movie, um, they should really have this as Jeepers Creepers Part 2 because this one is sandwiched right in between Jeepers Creepers 1 and technically 2. And I'm saying that because the follow-on from this movie is... The movie starts, this movie starts at the beginning, sorry, at the end of number one. So if you remember Derry being taken away by the Creeper, well, this movie starts directly after that, that incident. So then we follow the movie all the way along to the final part of this movie that then technically follows into number two. But unfortunately, this movie is number three. You kind of get that idea. I, I, it's very, very hard to, to work out because... This all happens on day 22 to day 23. So if you remember, day 21 was when um, Derry was taken. Day 22 is everything that's happening in this movie. Day 23 is technically part two. And then it goes back into the ground. So this was a very hard one to follow if you didn't look very, very closely at it. But this is why I'm saying that they've missed, missed out on a really great opportunity at the very end of this movie to continue it on in... A traditional sense and they've missed a really great opportunity in this movie to try and make it flow a lot better this was this should never have been number two uh, this should never have been sorry number three this movie should have been number two and two three because then it would have been the continuity from the very first one to the last one would have flowed a lot better look you know the movie was released on september the 26th 2017 it runs for a hundred minutes there are times in this movie that you'll sit there and go can we get moving it also brings the creeper out a little bit more into the daylight and that's a bit upsetting in in this movie because it really shows you that I mean the creeper was originally just all in darkness, and it was he was more menacing during during you know nighttime hours, but now he's becoming more daylight creeper, and it's like yeah it doesn't really work as much as it does in the number one, um, and there are parts of this movie that you're going to sit there and go can we just move it on a bit can we get you know going with the story because they do slow the movie down on a couple of occasions where you do sit there and go well this is they're not needed. This part of this movie is not needed. That part of the movie is not needed. So, unfortunately, when it comes to it, they missed their mark on this movie. And certainly by the end of num at the end of this movie, you'll see, and I'll explain it to you at the end of this movie, why they didn't really capitalize what they should have to move it into what is now Jeepers Creepers Reborn. And I am going to watch that movie. I have I have read so many negative reviews online about how bad that movie is. Um, but listen, you know, with, with all of us, you stick with the franchise, you go from Halloween all the way to Halloween ends, you do all the Friday the 13th, you do, you know, all the Nightmare on Elm Street, so you really, you're invested in all, you know, all the Hellraisers, you basically invest yourself from the beginning to end, it's almost like, you know, I'm on this ride, I will definitely continue on with it to find out what happens at the end, so I really want to see exactly what this reborn one is all like. But today we are not going to be doing that. We're doing doing Jeepers Creepers Part Three. Now the budget of this movie was three point. Uh, sorry, the budget of this movie was six point two million. But unfortunately, at the box office, it only took between three point six and four million. So it was a flop, unfortunately, at the box office. 
So that being said, you know, you can't expect a whole lot from it. I mean, I would expect a lot more from this being Jeepers Creepers, but unfortunately, yeah, it didn't really live up to expectations. There are good kills. There are some very great cinematic parts of the movie. There's some very interesting CGI, but uh, few and far between the movie just sort of, the movie tends to start and stop, start and stop start and stop whereas you know number one it was just a free flowing from beginning to end and it, the movie just was organic all the way through which i really enjoyed about number one but you know number three eh, it's it has its moments but it's by no means a five out of five movie look before we get started on this podcast remember i am on facebook at horror crypt podcast i have the uh po- the horror crypt podcast group called horror crypt cafe so if you'd like to join that group we can have discussions about whatever you want. It's a great group to be involved with. And you can also email me directly at horrorcrypt2022 at gmail.com. I know there are so many people out there that are really enjoying this podcast and listening to it every single week. And I am humbled and thrilled that you guys are coming back every week to listen to me. And all I'm doing is sitting in a studio, in my little studio here, just talking directly to a computer, reading off the plot and just talking about it. And so it's really humbling that me just sitting here talking is gaining the amount of follows that I do and the amount of plays that I do. So thank you very much for for coming to visit me every week. I really appreciate it. And I'm just going to continue on with this podcast to the day that I can't do it anymore. And that is a long time down the road. So just strap in or strap on, whichever one you want to do, whatever the hell you want to do, because I am going to be doing this podcast for a long time to come. So stick with me. Anyway, look, before we get started on this podcast, we absolutely love to listen to the trailer. So sit back and relax because here's the trailer to Jeepers Creepers Part 3. Fear has a scent. I've seen that thing in Haley 23 years ago. Slaughterhouse on wheels. When he comes, it'll kill anyone that's still here. We need teamer, shopkeeps, farmers, anyone who's looked this thing eye to eye and lived to tell about it and wants to do something about it. What happened here happened before. Just tell me one thing. Did you bring something that can kill it? What if the secret to what this thing is, is the secret of how to kill it? Jeepers Creepers. What? Wasn't that the song the guy sang or something? So the movie opens up where we see a uh, throwing star flying through the air and hitting a wooden post as a man runs for his life. And it's like, okay, well, this is an interesting start of the movie, but we'll, we'll go with this one. The man reaches the road, and just as he reaches the road, the creeper suddenly drops out from the sky and flies off with him while another man is watching from a truck. And I guess in this regard, 
if you're sitting there watching someone being taken off by some, you don't even know what the hell is taken off with him. You know, you'd probably be looking rather sheepishly at the at the sky as well. But as he gets out to investigate, he looks up in the air and sees a severed hand falling from the sky. Now, that is going to be interesting because that's going to come back later in the movie to give you an idea of what the hell just dropped out of the sky. So 23 years later, shortly after the events of the first Jeepers Creepers film, and what I've said to you about this movie Jeepers Creepers 2 should really be number 3 and this should be number 2 because this movie starts off directly after number 1. Now if you remember, and I'll take you a little bit back to number 1, you see the creeper grab a hold of Derry, he flies out of the window, his sister runs after him, watching him in the skies as being flown away under the cover of the moonlight and you see the creeper fly away with Derry. So basically this starts off directly after that movie and so we see that the police have discovered the creeper's truck filled with dead bodies now we didn't see the creeper drive in so now we are seeing where he parked his vehicle and he'd come to grab dairy and the police start to try and work out what's going on and we are introduced to almost like a uh, uh, i'd say like um a lynch mob. Basically, it's a group of uh, locals who have had enough of uh, whatever the hell this is flying around the place, and they are hell-bent on getting rid of it. So this movie then opens up with this lynch mob coming into the police, and you also find out that the guy who's running the lynch mob is a police officer. So it's like, oh, okay. But he seems to be one of those rogue police officers that, you know, he's just decided to go on by himself. But he's still a police officer, but he knows that there's things going on in the county that he needs to get uh, right, and, he, and they're trying trying to find this this creeper so this is where the movie completely starts to open up and really shows you where what actually happened after the very first one every 23rd year for 23 days it gets to eat and the things it leaves behind like the thing it left in poho county that night the nightmare on four wheels was a horror all its own Jesus Christ, where the hell have you been? How many you lose tonight? You hold it together and you answer me. Three officers, an inmate down in the jail. And then the kid. The one he flew off with. Name of Jerry. His name was Derry Jenner. His sister's a train wreck. She's inside waiting for her folks. They're driving in from Stillwater. Where's the last place you saw? So one of the things I absolutely love about this scene is the fact that this, um, the Creeper's truck is one hell of a booby-trapped hell on wheels. And they do say that when they open up the, the back of the, of the truck, they're like, oh my God, this is just, you know, a slaughterhouse on wheels. But you don't realize just how many booby traps this bloody thing has. Because as they're looking through the, the truck, it's being rigged with um, spikes that emerge from the bed of the truck. Uh, and this, or, this basically almost severs, uh, severs one of the uh, police officer's arms. And then as they're talking away and they're, they're walking back, one of the guys is walking back to his uh, vehicle, there's a spike that shoots out from the, um, basically from the tailpipe of the, of the um, truck and almost spears um, through this, this guy and basically through the, the, the uh, other, other vehicle. So it's like, holy crap, this thing is just... It's terrifying. And so when Sheriff Dan arrives and he's talking with the uh, Sergeant uh, David Stubbs, he tells him what's happened and, and he's basically has informed him just how ill-equipped they are to go 
after this thing. But it's interesting because um, we're going to call him Sheriff Dan because his last name is, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but Sheriff Dan basically informs him that the creep has been around for thousands of years and it must be stopped. And I love how it's this old, uh, really, it's got to be stopped? Hmm, we've got a truck parked in the parking lot that's full of dead bodies and it's just taken off of a, you know, a kid out of a window and it's flowing off into the night uh yeah i think it should be stopped and i think we should try and stop it so it's like uh, okay so it's interesting that uh sergeant davis uh, sorry, sergeant davis tubbs who's the guy that was had witnessed all this thing that was going down in the police station he decides that he's going to get the creeper's truck back to the impound and basically tear, tear the thing apart to try and find some answers now as i've said to you before if you've seen this movie and you see that there's these bars that come flying out is this thing's booby trapped and you got this huge spear that fires out from the back are you really willing to try and get in there to try and tear the thing apart when you know how booby trapped this thing is but anyway they put it on the back of a, a tow truck and they decide they're going to tow it back to the impound and so we've got a deputy sheriff Lang, and we've also got the tow truck driver by the name of Frank, and they decide to transport the creeper's vehicle back to the impound. But however, the creeper flies and lands on the tow truck and severs the cables. So then they pull over to the side of the road and they see that the truck just starts to wheel off by itself happily. And then they're standing there and they're watching this. And then, of course, you know, uh, Frank says to uh, Deputy Lang, uh, I think it's coming back. And as it comes back, the creeper is standing on top of the, the the truck this thing is basically driving itself this is how cool it is but this is where you really get to see the creeper a little bit more because as he's standing there and he just you know wheels slowly past um you know deputy lang and, and frank you see him looking you know very very um menacingly at both of them with this huge friggin axe and he's watching they're basically they're just standing there in awe watching this or whether it's awe or disbelief watching this thing and it's almost like he's surfing this truck down the hill and this is where we have this this thing where both Frank and Deputy Lang decide they're going to go a little bit further down the road to see if we can maybe find where the hell this thing's going. And then, of course, they see that this creeper, this truck is coming back. And this is when Frank says, uh, yeah, I think it's coming back. I think we better get the hell out of here. Because the, when the truck turns around, the creeper then lands on Frank and abducts him while Lang is standing there. And she's absolutely frozen in fear watching this thing come out of the air, pick Frank up and fly away. a scent and I've seen that thing inhale it like it could sample fear right out of the air dispatch this is Lang with the impound vehicle please respond that's how it picks what parts of us to eat captain are you in range and it eats this is Dana we have a situation with the impound vehicle to rebuild itself So the movie then transitions to the next day and an elderly woman, and I don't really believe she's elderly, um, she's gone through a hell of a lot. So I think she's basically uh, maybe late 50s, early 60s. I wouldn't consider that elderly for the love of God. I mean, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people that are listening to this now going, yeah, that's that sounds elderly. Well, you know, 60 might be the new 30. Who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? But I don't really think that it is she's elderly. I think she's just been through a hell of a lot with regards to her son. And her son, Kenny, had been killed by the creeper 23 years earlier. And of course, now she's seeing visions of him 
on the property and there is there's something that's been buried on the property and when the creeper comes back to retrieve it he'll kill anyone who's there including her and of course this lady's granddaughter alice uh, addison when it does so you know he kenny is trying to tell his mother that this is what's going on and he's coming now remember this is day 22 so okay so let's let's recap a little bit Jeebus Creepers, the original movie, was day 21. This movie takes place day 22, and then, obviously, Jeebus Creepers Part 2 finishes on day 23. So that's the scope of the movie. But anyway, this is day 22. And so he's come to his mother and to try and inform her what the hell's going on, and there is something that's going to happen. Why do you do this? It hurts too much seeing you like this. Mom, just listen, okay? Time's up. It's coming back, just like I said. Why? Stop asking, it doesn't matter. You, tell me why it's coming here. Pieces of it left behind. They're full of secrets about it. That's what's buried up here? A piece of it? There's no more time. It's coming here and you can't be here when it does. How do you know it's coming? I'm a part of it now. How many times do I have to tell you that? It knows what's buried here and it will come and take it back. Oh, killing you wasn't enough. Why didn't it take it 23 years ago? It ran out of time. It always runs out of time. I can't keep telling you this. If you won't leave to save yourself, then do it to save Addison. Addison? So I love this part about this movie, about the fact that you can have vigilante justice in this movie, because meanwhile, as we're driving along with all this that's going on, the police are trying to find where the hell the creeper is is you know, going. You've got you know, Sheriff Dan is talking to Sergeant Davis, and he's like, yeah, well, I put, a sm uh, put together a small team of mercenaries to hunt the creeper down and to kill it once and for all. And it's like, uh, yeah, OK, <laughs> that, that's the hey, that is perfectly fine. Two police officers are going out to have a bit of uh, vigilante justice. But in all honesty, with everything that's going on in the county and everything, everyone that's being killed by this thing every 23 years for 23 days, I think you'd probably get a guts full of it and you'd want to hunt this thing down. So it's really not only... I mean, it, it, nobody else in this so-called band of mercenaries are police officers. They're all, you know, like farmers and, you know, local steel workers around. They're basically every normal, everyday people but they're all got one thing in common. They want to hunt this thing down and eradicate it off the face of the earth. And I think that's a pretty good idea. But now we're seeing, now we transition to four dirt bike, kids riding dirt bikes. And as they're riding around, they happen to discover the creeper's truck in a field. And of course, they open up the back and they do see that there are bodies in the in the truck. And it's like, okay, well, maybe before they actually open the van uh, over out of the truck, of course, they decide, well, you know, this this you know truck's just sitting here. What should we do? Yeah, let's break some windows. So they go to throw a rock, a rock at a window, but it's it's basically bulletproof. It comes flying back at the kid. So they try to get into the the truck another way, and that doesn't work. And of course, one of the other kids decides, well, well yeah, I'm going to mark my territory. I'm just going to pee on the front of the truck well this is going to come back to haunt him very very quickly but uh, we do see that at one stage they're trying to get into this truck and for some strange reason some strange way we don't know 
one of the doors do happen to fly open and we see that there are bodies in the back of the truck. It's at this stage that the kids decide to take off on their dirt bikes because there is no way in hell that they're hanging around there. But before that, we get to see them discover the truck. No way. Oh, hell no. No way what? Look at that license plate. Beating you? Be eating you and no fucking way. Right. No way. That story's bullshit. No, no, I heard it really happened. Yeah, I did too. Real people disappeared. 20 years ago. 23, and it's just a story. What story? The guy who, who drove around and ate people. In a scary-ass old truck with that license plate. Jeepers Creepers. What? Wasn't that the song the guy sang or something? Look, it's homemade. At least one idiot every Halloween makes a license plate that says that. You think it just drove in? The tracks look fresh. So, of course, they decide, okay, after seeing the bodies in the back of the truck, hell no, we're going to get out of here as so they take off. Well, of course, as we have already discovered, this thing is booby-trapped up the wazoo. So you see another tailpipe come out from underneath the truck, and it fires a spear. And, of course, one of the kids, by the name of Kurt, he gets shot in the leg with the spear, and it basically pins him to the <laughs> almost to the ground. So the other guys have to stop and try and help him out, and they're trying to pull him out from you know this thing. But, of course, this... this it's almost like radar guided this bloody spear. It's absolutely incredible. And so they're trying to pull him. They're, they're trying to figure out how we're going to get, get him loose. And one of them is like, okay, well, I'll just grab a hold of it and just pull it out. So every time they grab a hold of it, um, he starts to just cry in agony, which, you know, you would. This fucking thing has gone straight through your goddamn leg. You know, you are going to cry in pain. So they're like, okay, well, we've got to try something. And Kurt's like, listen, just get me out of here. So one of the guys goes, okay, Kirk. You know, if, what do you want me to do? And he goes, just pull it out. I don't care how you do just pull it out. So he's like, okay. But as they, they so two of them have got a hold of, you know, one of them, one, either arm, holding him down. And the other guy is grabbing a hold of the knife ready to start pulling out. And of course, it's at this stage that the spear and the, the uh, I guess, the, the rope that it's tied to, or the, the cable that's tied to, starts to retract. And it retracts him all the way back to the truck. I mean, to the point where he is... You know, kissing the back of the truck with his ass. It's at this stage that the because the kids have followed him back, trying to you know rescue him. It's at this stage, unfortunately, that one of the kids decides, hell no, I'm I'm going to get out of here. Jumps on his motorcycle and heads off. The other two are standing there, and of course, at that stage, the creeper returns. They look up, and there's there's a huge wingspan that's standing above them, and they jump on their motorcycles and they head off. And you think to yourself, okay, well, the creeper's got one. He's not going to get three. Well, he's definitely going to get the next two because at this stage he jumps down from the uh, roof of the of the truck, grabs a hold of another spear, and you can see that he's looking very intensely as these kids are riding away on their bikes, and he, th he throws the spear. And, of course, it, this is a shot, one shot in a million, and I love this shot. It goes through both of the kids and pins them to a tree. So I was like, okay, so that's, so that's two two you know fresh kills you've got of course at this stage you know you're seeing one of the kids and he is flying like anything to try and get away on you know, on his motorcycle and of course the creeper has already loaded kirk in the back now kirk's not dead so kirk's going to be another time he's grabbed the other two kids and he's throwing them in the back of the truck 
And of course, the creeper is walking around his truck and sees, and we see there is a P mark on the front bumper bar or the cow catcher of the truck. It's at this stage that he smells it, and it's almost like, you little shit, you fucking pee on my, my truck, will you? So, of course, the, the last boy, he is racing his motorcycle towards the road, and you see that there's a car driving down the road. So, and he's trying to flag the, the, the car down. And so, this stage that the creeper then swoops in. Because, you know, the, this kid goes over a jump. And, of course, at this stage, you see the creeper come down, grab a hold of the kid. The bike lands, but the kid doesn't. So, unfortunately, the last boy is abducted by the creeper for peeing on, on his truck. <laughs> so, it's like, okay. Now, you know, you think to yourself, okay, this is a pretty good movie. This is really great. This center part is when it absolutely grinds to a fucking halt and a half. Because now we're watching Edison, and she's having to try and buy hay for her horse. And, of course, they're financially strapped. Now, Edison is the granddaughter of the lady by the name of Galen. And so they are financially strapped, and she's trying to find some way to get some hay for her horse. So she drives into town, tries to find it. She can't pay for it, but her friend Buddy, he basically helps her out. And the, tr the two drive up to a plantation house to deliver more hay because she's he's like listen i've loaded up my truck i've got you know three bales of hay for your horse but i've got to do a delivery so we got to you know you got to follow me up to the plantation house and she's like okay so now we are in it's almost like a completely different movie we are following these two kids up to deliver some hay it's like okay when they get up there though the owner and a couple of other men are hiding under cars and <laughs> they've got no idea what you know these kids have got no idea what the hell's going on but they do realize that the creeper arrives and and you know he's basically hunting down these three these three guys. It's of course at this stage that um, the creeper, as we all know, sniffs out the person that he wants the most, and of course he sniffs out Addison and abducts her. And unfortunately, Buddy can't do anything but to to watch her being taken away. And it's like okay, so this is why this movie sort of like grinds to a halt because now. After that scene, we transition to Galen, and she has discovered the the uh, the little present that her son had hidden up in the uh, up in the field, and we find that it's just you know it's just a sack. We don't know what she's digging up. She's just digged up. She's she's just dug up this sack, and she takes it back to her garden bench, and we find out that it, the sack is actually containing the creeper's severed severed hand that was buried in, in her backyard, and of course. This was this was the thing that had happened 23 years ago. So we assume that when this thing fell from the sky 23 years ago and her son found it, that he put it you know, into a sack or whatever, took it up and buried it. I don't know how you'd actually get a hold of it because when she touches it, she goes into like a, a hypnotic trance um, and you know she can see things that this thing is projecting. So it's almost like she's seeing the ancient history of the creeper. So I don't know how the, the young guy, Kenny, was able to grab a hold of this thing, put it into a second barrier, but we're going to go with it and go, okay, no problems. So Sheriff Dan and Sergeant Davis arrives, and when they do arrive, she reveals that the hand contains secrets about the creeper's origins. And of course, it's it's like, well, you know, you can't, I can't des describe it to you, you've got to um, see it. So now, remember, you've got Sheriff Dan, you've got Sergeant Davis, but you've also got the entire group of mercenaries that are all there on the on the property, and they are ready to go and hunt for the creeper. But of course, you know, Sheriff Dan decides, no, nope, I'm going to touch this thing, 
and uncover a way to kill it. So he does, and of course, he goes into this hypnotic trance as well. And of course, now we see, once again, now that part of it is over, we're now back to the truck. And we see that Addison wakes up in the Creeper's truck along with Kirk. Now, I find it interesting that he didn't kill either one of them. Now, I don't know whether this is to do with the way that he was with Derry, but we're going to go with this part. And together, they try to find a way out. And of course, as Kirk is trying to reach, because you know they can't get out the back door. And at one stage, the Creeper does come back and load another body into the back of the truck. And so Kirk and Addison put their... Um, hoods back on to make it look like they're still laying there unconscious. So when the when the creeper flies away, Kirk decides he's going to try and get out of the out of the van. He can't get out the back door. There's no way out there. But he decides I'm going to go out the front door. Now as he's itch, inching his way towards the front door, we see that there is where obviously the driver's um, seat and the passenger seat. There's a little circle there and and i can only imagine what we were all thinking when we saw this and unfortunately as kirk reaches for the door handle a metal rod shoots out from between the seats and impales him in the head killing him instantly so it's like okay another little little trick there unfortunately this now leaves addison all by herself in the back of this truck and she's trapped she's got no way of getting out and of course when the creeper does arrive he does see that kirk has been trying to get out so it's like okay and because Addison is is playing very very cool, she's like laying there going, "Okay, I'm just going to pretend that I'm I'm still unconscious." And it does it does happen that the the creeper does think to himself, "Okay, you know she is still unconscious." But once again, as I said, this movie brings the creeper out from the dark to the daytime, and I think there's definitely a different transition from the dark to the daytime. I don't think he's as as menacing and as terrifying as he was at nighttime. So I, I think this movie. Is trying to bring it, you know, bring it more human, uh, uh, humanity, I guess. But it's, there's no humanity in this thing. But it's making it more. It's not making it as terrifying. But you know, we'll we'll go with it. So of course, as we are now seeing, Dan and Sheriff uh, Sergeant Davis are now heading out to find the creepers' location, and they've also got um, a two-way radio system hooked up, so Gale, uh, Galen can actually keep in contact with them to let them know exactly where they where they're going to be um, tracking this thing down. And I find it as they're going along that this is when Sheriff Dan does tell um, Sergeant Davis because unfortunately Davis decided he didn't want to touch the hand. So Dan has to tell him exactly what he saw and what had actually happened to Galen to make her the way that she is. Come on, Galen, you out there? I got a lot of units headed out to Station One. What is that, a roll bar? You reinforce this thing? First time I met Galen was 23 years ago. On the worst night of her life. Her son Kenny and his date, Dollar Cleway, disappeared on their way to the prom. All they found was a wrecked pickup and no bodies. When Galen finally believed what happened to Kenny, she asked if she could join the team. That was the beginning for me. Like last night was the beginning for you. Now, I absolutely love how mercenaries find some awesome weapons to, um, to destroy things. Because if you can remember the minigun that actually um, one of the soldiers had 
in um, Predator, the very first one. This is what's attached, and one of the guys, Michael, has attached this minigun to the top of his truck. So it's like, okay, this thing is is a badass. And it's like, okay. But as we're going along, we're seeing um, Sheriff Dan and Davis. They happen to see the creeper driving down the highway in his truck. But when they shoot at it, the bullets deflect. So it's like they, one of them, uh, you know, Dan says to Davis, listen, are you, you know, you still good at your sharpshooting? And he's like, oh, hell yeah. So they go to shoot the tires out. And of course the bullet bounces off the tires. And it's like, okay, fair enough. So they go to shoot the uh, the back of the, the truck. And of course the bullet <laughs> flies off. Of course, at this stage, Michael is coming in the other direction with this you know, minigun attached to his truck. So this it's at this stage that Dan um, decides that he's going to radio Michael and says, don't, for the love of God, don't shoot at that truck. It's not going to work. It, it just going to deflect. But of course, unfortunately, Dan's not listening. And his driver is not listening as well, because as, as they come around the corner, they see the creeper coming in the other direction. So Michael just unloads with this minigun unfortunately as he's firing at the truck and they pass close to each other michael is absolutely shredded and killed it's at this stage that as um that explosion happens and dan and davis you know drive around the wreckage and continue after the creeper it's at this stage that the creeper drops a small explosive from the bottom of the truck and of course it's it's almost like it's radar guided um and of course it goes off and it, it explodes but luckily Dan and Davis get around that one but of course as they're driving further the creeper then unloads another one and at this stage they, he, they can't escape this one and it you know, basically goes underneath the, the bottom of their car or their truck blows them all to hell and they go flying off into um, into a field. Of course it's at this stage that um, Dan gets out and he tries to shoot at the creeper <laughs> but all of his shots misses. Now I, I think to myself when I was watching this movie did they train in the same academy as the stormtroopers? Because this thing is, you know, running towards you. And so you are unloading a gun and it's not hitting anything. Like they, he didn't hit one thing. So I was like, okay. But unfortunately, the creeper then happens to throw a, um, I guess, a huge battle axe at Tubbs, which is um, Sheriff Dan. And unfortunately, it does happen to kill him. And when he does get out because you know you've got um sheriff uh, sergeant davis and he's watching this from a distance and of course you see that this whole thing's gone down and so he's watching and of course this is when the creeper gets up and starts to walk away from the uh, from the area and it's almost like he becomes like a jedi knight because he stretches out his arms or an arm and of course this battle axe comes comes out of the guy's head and then drops the guy back down on the ground again so it's almost like this thing is is a, a jedi situation that he can use the force to bring his weapon back to him so some parts of this movie is like yeah okay you know and this is why i just love the purity of the knight this is why i love the purity of just just kill the way that you should don't use all these little tricks and jedi tricks and shit like that it, it just doesn't work for me um but unfortunately this whole thing happens where there's just no way in hell that um uh, sergeant davis is going to get anywhere near this thing so he decided he decides he's going to take off because he's seen his friend being killed so he's like okay i can't deal with this i can't get anywhere near this thing i i'm out of here now, unfortunately, then we transition again back and we're now with the movie grinds to a halt again because now we discover that Addison is still alive and the creeper discovers that she's still alive. But before he can kill her, she causes... Now, she's in the back of this, this truck, of course, 
And as she is being attacked by the creeper, she slides back towards where um, her friend was killed with the metal rod going through from one side of the chair to the other, or one side of the, the driver's seat to the passenger seat. And as she slides under, the creeper is trying to get a hold of her. And of course, the, the metal bar you know, comes out from the chair and then impales him in the head. So it's like, okay, cool. This is going to be great. He's, he, he's, you know, he's dead. She jumps out and escapes and runs through the fields. And of course, this is when the creeper, he pulls his head out from between the metal rod. And of course, he's missing an eye. So it's like, okay. And he grabs the, the, the um, spear and he wants to try and spear her through the back. But of course, he can't line the shot up because he, you know, he, I guess he's right eye dominant. So he tries the left eye, but that doesn't work. And of course, he goes back to his right eye. Well, there's no right eye there. So he decides, fuck it, I'm going to just throw it, you know, watching it through my left eye. Well, of course, as he does happen to throw it, she ducks down and this thing just not doesn't get anywhere near her. So it's this stage that the creeper decides, okay, I'm going to just run after her and try and get her. Of course, now Addison is running for her life to get away from the creeper. The creeper's running after her and he's like, okay, I've I've used all my little skills and all my spears and shit to try and get you. I'm just going to run after you. But as he goes to grab a hold of her, she runs across the road and he's, he's hit by a truck. But of course, Addison manages to hide um, in some in the field. But of course, as the driver of the truck gets out, to see what's happened, he is unfortunately killed by the creeper. But of course, at the, it's at this stage that he then flies away. So I was like, okay, we've, we've, you know, we're, you know, he's gone. Addison seems to be safe. Of course, Galen happens to team up with Buddy, her friend, um, or Addison's friend, and they happen to find where Addison is in the field, and they they rescue her, and the three leave together. It's then you see that the creeper later returns to Galen's house, where he finds a sign that says we know what you are, along with a severed hand. And of course, at this stage, the creeper decides, well, you know, this, this severed hand is the only way that you're going to find out who I truly am or what I truly am. So he then destroys the hand. And of course, then he yells out in anger. The movie then goes to a grinding halt again. And we transition to the following day where Addison is saying goodbye to Buddy. And of course, and he's leaving for a high school basketball game in the same school bus that is later attacked by the Creeper in the second Jeepers Creepers film. So this is why I've said to you, this movie should have been number two. It makes more sense. It flows, you know, along that way. So if you ever decide to watch this movie or these movies, watch Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers Creepers 3, Jeepers Creepers 2. It will make sense. Of course, then we see the movie then transitions to a voiceover and it says 23 years later. Now, this is, I'm just going to play the sound grab because I'd much rather you hear it. And then I'll tell you exactly why it is that I'm so disappointed about the the new movie coming out, but just what they could have done with this movie. But I'm just going to let you hear this last part of this movie. At the end of those 23 days, in an open field by a broken down school bus, it once again ran out of time at the rusty tip of a homemade harpoon. But most of you know this already. I record these words as a testament. This 23rd spring is a call to arms. We will not fail and we will not fear. My name is Trisha Jenner. And this time when it comes, I will destroy the thing that killed my brother.
so? Come and get me, you son of a bitch. The movie then goes black, and that is the end of Jeepers Creepers Part 3. Now, what I have thought all along is that with this new one coming out, the reborn one, now I've not seen it, so I can't make any assumptions, but if they if they had been able to do what I would love them to have done is started off with Trish. They make the movie just based around Trish Jenner. Now, we know that 23 years later, because this is 23 years later after the school bus incident, that it's run out of time. So now, 23 years later, this thing is going to come back. So now Trish has got a vendetta. She is going to make sure that this thing is completely destroyed and die because as revenge for her brother Derry's being killed. So what I would love to have seen this the following movie done is that it follows Trish. It, it opens up with Trish being the one that's going to go and destroy the Creeper. But I don't know, I, as I said, I haven't seen the movie, and I am going to watch it, I'm going to buy it, and I do want to see it, but it would be really nice if they had a transition on. I know that they haven't done that. And I really think that they have left themselves a great, and they've done themselves a great disservice with not continuing on the story. Now, if you don't want to go, if Gina Phillips, who is Trish Jenner, didn't want to do the number four, that's fine. Find somebody else to, to play her, but make it as this is where we're going to start because we know that this has happened. The school bus has been attacked. It's gone back into the earth. It's dead or you know, it's gone into hibernation. 23 years later, the guy who made the, the pole puncher 500 that's sitting there waiting for this thing to come back, he's ready to go. So really make it as this is 23 years later and Trish is going to start this thing all over again to try and kill it. But I don't, I don't know. They really missed their mark as far as I'm concerned with trying to make this movie well, the following movie, I guess, coming up, really, really good. But as I said, I haven't seen it, so I can't pass judgment. But I just think that if they if, if they had gone down the path that I was hoping they would have, I think it would have been fantastic. But apparently they haven't, so it's it remains to be seen. But look, on a scale of zero to five buckets of blood, zero being how do I get the last two hours of my life back, to five, it was a perfect movie, and I'd watch it all over again. I can't give it a five. I could probably give it at most a three. I'm only saying that because there was parts of the movie that ground to a halt that didn't need to. You didn't need to see the kids go and buy hay. You didn't need to hear the backstory about why they can't afford, you know, hay for the horse. We don't give a crap. We want to find out what's going on with the creeper. The movie is not centered around the goddamn horse. But the parts of this movie does grind to a halt where you really think to yourself, you know what, well, you don't need this. So it's almost like you you can watch this but play on your phone at the same time. You're not going to miss much. But being the fact that I have watched 1, 2, and now 3, I have to watch number 4. I've vested myself into Jeepers Creepers. But all I can say is I hope to the loving God that we get a chance that number 4 will actually be pretty good. I don't know. I'm going to buy it. I'll only see. Before we finish off this podcast, we have to do Paul's Fun Facts. So as normal, there is a huge amount of trivia to this movie, and I'm only going to read maybe two or three because in all honesty, a lot of it is is just 
you know, it's just fluff. You don't really need to know very much about it. But according to, to director Victor Salva, Jeepers Creepers 3 would be the most frightening Jeepers Creepers film to date. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it wasn't according to most fans and critics. Well, that is definitely true. It is not terrifying at all. I'm sorry, but it is just not. It's, I don't even know what the hell it is, but it's not, it's not terrifying. As in the first movie, the creeper whistles a song after murdering a victim. And I, and yeah, he does do that. But as I said, it just, you know, it's not very... It's just one of those things. It just it just happens, but it, yeah, it's just not the greatest thing that I've ever heard. But I just think, yeah, the, the this movie was supposed to be terrifying. Yeah, okay. Just a couple more to finish off. So this film takes place after the original film, Jeepers Creepers 2001, and is a prequel to Jeepers Creepers, 2000 and, uh, Jeepers Creepers 2 in 2003. Okay, therefore filling in the gap between them. It starts at the night Derry disappeared at the police station and ends with the high school bus taking off for its infamous ride. Okay, I completely understand that, but in all honesty, if you look at the way the movie transitions, it works better if this was number two and two was three, because it just makes the continuity and makes the story just flow a lot lot better. But, you know, I'm not a director, I don't know. And the final one about this is Victor Salva, who is the director, has confirmed that the creeper is, in fact, a demonic consciousness in physical form. As I said, we don't still don't know what it really is. We don't know what its origins is because everyone else knows about it who grabbed a hold of the hand, but we don't know about it as as uh, the audience. But you know, we're going to go with it. But look, thank you very much once again for coming to visit me, the Horror Crypt Podcast. This movie is just one of those movies where if you want to watch it, just do because you're a fan of the franchise, then by all means watch it. But if you want to just be yourself, <laughs> uh, seeing this movie, you've basically heard the movie on this podcast so you know but as i said it was it was all right it wasn't good it wasn't great it was just three out of five i don't even know why i gave it three i guess maybe i gave it three because um hmm why did i give it three for uh the creeper maybe uh that was one and a couple of other things maybe a couple of the kills were pretty good but other than that the story just goes start stop start stops and then ends and i think they really did miss a huge opportunity in number four to bring back Derry's uh, sister but as i said i haven't seen it so i don't know but i will definitely see it and i'll let you guys know remember i'm on all social platforms i'm on facebook at uh, horror crypt podcast i also have the facebook group horror crypt cafe so you can come and be part of that great great um community and if you want to get in contact with with me directly horrorcrypt 2022 at gmail.com i've got t-shirts hats and i've got beanies available very reasonable prices so you know but once again if you guys just want to reach out to me you don't need to buy anything at all you can just reach out to me at horrorcrypt 2022 at gmail.com and say hi you know, I, that's all good. And remember, anyone that listens to Spotify, there is always a question up on uh, the Spotify um, platform. So there's always a question there that you can answer. And please, by all means, get interactive. Get get talking to me. I'd love to hear whereabouts you are in the world listening to me. And, you know, we can take it from there. Anyway, once again, thank you very much for coming to visit me, the Horror Crypt Podcast. And as I say every single week, I'll creep you later. His name is Long Duck Dong. <laughs> Long Duck Dong. And Long Duck Dong. Who? Oh, the weird Chinese guy in Mike's room. This is the single worst day of my entire life. The hell are you bitching about? I'm gonna sleep under some Chinaman named after a duck stork. Mm-hmm.